For health's sake, a simple chat for better health. I'm your host, Donna Karras. These podcasts are a publication of Amory Hospital and Clinic, Hudson Hospital and Clinic, Lakeview Hospital, Stillwater Medical Group, and Westfield Hospital and Clinic. All are part of a nonprofit healthcare organization committed to enhancing community health. I'm talking with urologist Dr. Thomas Stormont about kidney stones. Dr. Stormont, how does a kidney stone form? We all excrete crystals in our urine as waste products. When the urine contains more crystals than the urine can dissolve, a stone can form. Stone starts like a snowflake and gradually coalesces into a small pebble and sticks inside the kidney. It's only when that pebble or small rock breaks loose and moves that that stone becomes a problem. What is a stone made of? Stones are made of two or more chemicals. The most common is calcium and oxalate, although there are other minerals that can form stones. Can you use a home remedy to dissolve or pass a stone? The rare uric acid stone can be dissolved with over-the-counter antacid sometimes, but most stones are not dissolvable. And only one prescription medication has been proven to help expel a stone. That's called an alpha blocker, and that relaxes the ureter or the tube that carries the stone from the kidney down to the bladder. Herbals and other home remedies usually don't help, and there is no good scientific studies showing that they do work. However, they probably won't hurt you. That being said, they probably won't help either. Why are stones painful? Stones form in us without any discomfort typically until they begin to move. When they move, they can get stuck inside of the tube called the ureter that leads to the bladder. That's what causes the pain. As that ureter tries to expel that stone, it goes into spasm, and that causes pain typically around the belly button on the right or left side, depending on which side of the stone is trying to pass from. And that pain comes and goes. It's called colic. At the time of the most intense pain during a stone passage, it's very difficult to treat, and it's very intensely painful. But fortunately, the pain does tend to taper off. Stone pain can also be in the kidney, and that's a different cause, we believe. It's from the kidney being swollen from urine backing up from the blocked stone that's downstream from the kidney. When the kidney gets swollen, it really hurts. And what do you recommend to manage the pain? The best medication turns out to be an over-the-counter non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, such as naproxen or ibuprofen. Tylenol can help, too, but in general, it's the non-steroidals that are the best for kidney stone pain. Sometimes, though, the pain is so severe that narcotics or opioids are necessary. Will a stone damage the kidney or other organs? So there's some good news here that stones don't hurt other organs, and rarely do stones damage the kidney. And that's typically only after a stone has been problematic for a month or more. Stones do cause a lot of discomfort and distress to people, but they usually don't cause any long-term damage. Do all kidney stones pass on their own? Most do, about two out of three stones pass on their own. And this is based upon the size of the stone or the width as it passes through the ureter. Stones that are greater than five millimeters in width generally don't pass. Stones that are smaller than five millimeters in width generally do pass. So that's an important thing to know with an x-ray. What is the size of your stone? Because that tells you and your treating provider what the chance is that you're gonna pass this stone. For those third of stones that don't pass, we do have non-invasive treatments such as sound waves or lasers that we can help a stone to pass without an incision. 
If you have to do that, is that an office visit or a, a surgery? How does that happen? Those procedures, although they don't require an incision, they do require an anesthetic. And they're done in the hospital as an outpatient. Usually they take about 30 minutes or so with a pretty rapid recovery. And what causes kidney stone formation? Stone formation is usually due to dehydration. It's the number one cause of stone formation because you don't have enough liquid passing through the kidneys to dissolve those crystals and keep them from aggregating and forming that little pebble. However, sometimes people can just ingest more of a certain type of food that their body just can't handle and they excrete more of the byproducts in the urine, the waste products that have the crystals. So despite drinking plenty of fluids, they just have more of those waste products and crystals in their urine that make stones. And some unfortunate people, no matter what they drink or eat, will make stones because there is a hereditary or genetic component to stones as well. Should we limit our calcium intake? In general, no. Actually, limiting calcium intake can lead to osteoporosis and also has been shown to increase stone formation in some people, which seems odd, but if your body is starved for calcium, it begins to absorb more calcium from your bones. You can actually end up making more stones and end up with thinner bones. Food-based calcium should not be limited, but calcium supplements are a different situation. You need to be careful about supplements. And in general, especially if you're a stone former, you want to try to get your calcium mainly from food and try to get at least 1,000 milligrams a day. There are some calcium supplements that are better than others if you're a stone former, such as calcium citrate tends to be better because the citrate that's mixed in with the calcium tends to inhibit stone formation. What can we do to avoid getting kidney stones? So drinking plenty of fluids is the number one way to prevent kidney stones. It doesn't all have to be water, but enough fluid to keep the urine clear and not yellow. There are some fluids that are better than others. The best fluids are those that are high in citric acid or citrate because that actually helps prevent stones, and that is found in lemon, lime, and orange-flavored drinks. The worst fluids really would be dark colas, which are high in phosphoric acid, which tend to promote stone formation. Coffee and alcohol has mixed results in terms of stone formation research and causation. So we're not sure about those. As far as other things you can do with your diet, probably fluids by far being the number one thing you can do to prevent stones. The second thing that you could do to reduce the chance of stones would be to limit salt intake or sodium chloride because sodium promotes stone formation. Third thing you could do on that list of stone formation would be to decrease or limit the oxalate in your diet. And oxalate is found in cola and chocolate and nuts and coffee and tea. And down that list of less, lesser importance would be protein. Sometimes the high-protein diets have been linked to making more stones, and it may be why stone formation is on the rise in the last 10 years because of the advocacy of increased protein in our diet. But if you notice all these things that I've mentioned, the truisms here are that fluids are by far number one way to prevent stone formation and that I haven't mentioned calcium restriction in the diet. Dr. Stormont, that was great information. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks for listening. 